This episode is brought to you by the Shipit Group, where Alt MBA alumni go to get their mojo back. To learn more, go to shipitgroup.com. That's shipitgroup.com. This is People Like Us, a show about Alt MBA alumni. Here's Darrell Vida from Alt MBA 15. Thanks, Darrell, for taking the time to, to chat today. I'm so excited to get to know you better. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited as well, man. <laughs> so I learned that you have a unique way of approaching how you read books. Can you talk about that? Well, uh, <laughs> so it, it's that unique way I approach books is actually something that was triggered by, by all-time BA. So the story goes like this. Um, you know, we received the, the box of books and everything, and I was like super excited. I looked at them, etc., and I just paid at that, you know. And the first day of Alt MBA comes, and I just realized I should have read at least a couple of them, you know. And it's whoa, what do I do now? You know, like with with I don't know 10, 11 books um, during a month, it's it's crazy. I I cannot read that much, you know, like one book in in two days or something. And so I just couldn't say. I can't do it, you know, and I had, I had to find a way. And what I did is just, I sat down uh, at the table, uh, pen and paper, nothing, no laptop, nothing, pen and paper, coffee. And I started reading book after book as the projects, the, as the prompts were flowing, you know, and I just found myself you know like surprisingly being able to read a book within i don't know like it was four or six hours or something uh when i was actually or my experience was that that i i'm reading a book in one two weeks three weeks whatever you know uh just because i wasn't under pressure i wasn't so de determined etc and it was the probably one of the biggest realizations during all time BA is that I'm not even close <laughs> to how much I, I can really do, you know, if I, if I just strive to uh, achieve something, you know, it was, it was a, a whoa <laughs> moment, you know? And so, yeah, um, with that, I worked on the concept. I, I, I'm still working. I'm still developing it. So I'm not saying I'm not saying I invented something, but it's quite an involved process which uh, happens in in topics. So let's say I, I want to learn about leadership, you know, or marketing, or um, effectiveness, for example. Th those are the three the three reading series that I did so far. So let's say. I don't know, leadership, you, you know, I, I come up with a list based on, based on, um, all time BA alumni, um, recommendations, Amazon, everything that I can find online. And, and I just, I have, I scored them, you know, it's ridiculous, but I scored them. And then, um, I make the top X of that list, uh, up to 10, uh, up to 10. The reading series, you know, and so I read 
each book in a week just because it, my, the, my time doesn't doesn't allow me to to uh, read more. Uh, I have work to do, family and all that. But I reserve a day within a week, and I read one book from that series, and this goes on uh, for ten weeks, you know, and. The outcome of that is a lot of notes and um, a quite involved summary of each book. And they all go into this little, it's just like a notebook that I, that I come up with after reading the, the series on, on leadership or, or marketing, for example. And it's a wealth of information, man. It's just like a lot of information. Just like in school, we don't realize how much information we absorb in school. But it's just like in school, you know. And after those 10 weeks, um, I start reiterating. I go through the series again, but now through the notes and the summaries, you know. And I just, I just figure out how to apply stuff from it in the projects or in at work you know what i at what i'm doing right now and so i spend about three months with a reading series three to four months i'm not getting so if i started i, I started last november um uh learning marketing and i'm doing the marketing seminar and uh, the the storytelling for course uh, for change uh, course and uh, I'm all into marketing, you know, uh, for two, three, four months, and it it, it just um, it just gets you into a mindset as to you absorb uh, so much more information uh, from that domain uh, compared to whether you would read like randomly one, two books. Oh, that guy was so good, and you don't really do anything with it. And even more, after two or three weeks after you you finish that book, it's really it's most likely you forgot most of the info in it. You know, or that's my experience at least. And so that's that's the um, that's the reading with purpose. Uh, the the process is <laughs> called reading with purpose. It's not on purpose, and <laughs> it's reading with purpose because. You're reading with the purpose in mind all the time. So you have, you want to achieve something. I want to learn marketing or I want to become a better marketer. Um, one thing I learned during Alt MBA is that um, you should make your values actionable, you know. So in, instead of uh, writing sincerity on, on the wall, you write, do not ever lie, <laughs> you know. And so, um, that is that is the reading with purpose stuff. You you um, you you read with that purpose in mind all the time. So when you read a good book, when you read a good book, um, it most or or a lot of authors they write so well. You get carried away. You know it sucks you in. You start imagining things. Um, you kind of lose it. Uh, 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 you feel good, uh, the, the dopamine, the rush, the dopamine rush in, in the brain, but then um, you don't retain so much information. And so reading with purpose is something, uh, is something like quite strict. It's, it's, it's work you're doing. It's not leisure. You know? So if you read 
um, a song of ice and fire or a Harry Potter or something like that, then don't do reading with purpose and take a glass of wine, you know, sit on the coach, etc. But, but um, if you read the business book or if you read um, a self-improvement book, then go ahead with, uh, with the process. And I, and I can, uh, what I can say is that you will retain so much more information. Yeah, that's, that's reading with purpose. I, I really like how you start with purpose or that intentionality that you don't just choose any book for any reason, that you have a specific goal that you're trying to achieve. And that's why you're reading this book. So it, it feels like we, we, we dove right in and, and we're talking about how you changed in Alt-MBA. Why did you decide to do Alt-MBA in the first place? That's a good question. So I remember during Alt-MBA asking um, in one of the channels, hey, who got into Alt-MBA uh, without knowing, without previously hearing about Seth or without following Seth or something like that related to Seth. And I, I may not remember well, but if, if, even if it was a person or two, uh, they were very few or none, you know. So I've got into Alt-MBA searching for something radical, like something, a fundamental change. I was so tired, and I have a good story about how how I was previous to Alt-MBA. Uh, I was so tired of doing the same mistakes again and again, and uh, leaving this, the same, somehow, not necessarily boring, but unfulfilling life. You know, at, at some point, being just a good professional is not going to cut. Um, that I started searching for for a fundamental change, and um, the 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 normal MBAs sounded expensive and. Uh, a logistic nightmare for a person with kids and family and, you know, roots, friends and everything. And somehow I stumbled upon Alt-MBA and it was it. I think I didn't, I didn't need an hour to decide. And I was terrified, terrified to hit the submit button when I learned that is actually an approval process. Why? What if they don't approve me? You know, uh, what happens if if I fail this one too? What happens? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that 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 was that was what I was looking for. But boy, didn't I imagine what what will happen? <laughs> what what happened, or what did you encounter in Alt MBA? Normally, or the day job uh, is. Um, it's just a normal software developer, you know, the stereotypical software developer, T-shirt, uh, all all that you want. We we just go along and type at the keyboard all day, talking about software uh, platforms, programming languages, and all that. But then, about uh, five years into my software development career. I started to work 
on my own ideas, you know, like explore side projects, uh, just just play with with uh, products and concepts. So as an engineer, I always dreamed of building something worth showing to the world, you know. It's just it's just that that burning desire to achieve a vague, distant goal, you know. And one side project every year for 10 years in a row. Each year, I would come up with an idea that, that I thought was brilliant, building a product which never saw the light of day. Each year, I would end up burned out, uh, disillusioned about yet another product that never became a hit, you know. So it's, it's, the myth, it's the myth of the genius programmer. <laughs> we lock ourselves into our cave, you know, like feverishly working on the perfect product, which we never show to others because it's not ready yet. The real reason being, in fact, that Deep inside, we like to believe we're geniuses. And showing it to others would most likely mean they would find out we're not, you know? And so it, 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 so it, so it goes that after building, I don't know, 75% of each product, I would... Um, without even realizing, build up a story about why it's not good. And I was just dropping it, you know? I was the fear about being judged, about um, uh, being ridiculous to others, etc. you know? And you would say it's only that, but it's not only that. Alt-MBA helped me, in fact, understand what I was doing wrong, you know? I wasn't contributing. So Peter Drucker has this superb definition of what contribution is, you know, and you contribute when others make use of your work. And so by this definition, all my efforts, all the hard work, all the, all the dreams and all the hopes that I've put into those products were just a waste. You know, uh, they, they were just lost because, you know, I wasn't able to find a way to build a useful product and to contribute to someone else's cause. It doesn't, so it doesn't matter. Contribution, I think it's a little bit misunderstood and a lot of understated. Uh, uh, it's very much understated. You know, we contribute if... Whatever you do, you contribute these days. You know, if you're uh, an employee, you contribute to your team, to your company, and to your customer. Um, is all you do if you do something useful? Peter Drucker's definition of do something that others make use of. All you do if 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 you uh, do something useful is you contribute. You know. So I wasn't doing that. So it wasn't just the fear that those products were useless. 
I had the wrong mindset. I wasn't contributing. You know, I should have started with a problem, a real problem, need a, a, a real need by real people, and build a product to solve that instead of coming with coming up with this brilliant idea that. Um, and doubting later that no one would like it <laughs> or no one would, would use it. And Altambi was the perfect place for me to understand um, that series of mistakes, very costly mistakes, you know. It's just 10 years of your, your professional life, it, it, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, you know. And so I would argue from this point of view, I would argue that contribution as a skill comes before mastery in importance. Because if you focus on mastery, just like what I did, you know, become the best programmer, etc. You know, like um, iterating on my skill, because all those projects um, that that's if they had a, a a good outcome was that I become a better and a better programmer with each one, you know. Um, all that work I've put into mastery, it's absolutely useless without a cause, you know, without contributing to something to something significant, you know. So what's what's next for you? Now um, I'm approaching things from from the other extreme. Uh, immediately after Alt-MBA, I just knew I had to drop this way of just developing software for the sake of developing software, or even worse, like just getting items assigned by somebody and you work on this, fix this, and then is the next one. I just knew it wasn't me anymore and I cannot do this anymore. And now I'm, I'm looking at things from exactly the, the opposite side. I'm looking for causes worth investing in. I'm looking at approaching things with a marketer mindset, which is all my focus on marketing right now. I'm going, the deeper I go into marketing is is a hugely complex domain. I'm not fooling myself. I'm going to be a professional marketer. But the mindset and the way of approaching building a product that the, the that marketing gives you is uh, something that I enjoy a lot. I think is the right way to approach a product. And that's what I'm doing now is I'm looking into their needs and wants and, you know, um, what, where do they want to go? To close, I have one question that I ask every person that I talk to. It's a fill in the blank. So how would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. So after, after Alt-MBA, I've worked with my uh super smart and nice colleague Martier on finding my why. And it sounds like I enable others to see beyond the obvious 
so that they can live to their full potential. So I have a really weird way of approaching things um, from an analytical standpoint. And I, I go really deep with within, you know. If I'm if I'm go like even with my reading series and all that. If you want me to push you to go beyond anything that you thought was complex about the subject, I may be the person. Also reach me if you think that you could give me a cause so that I can contribute with my um, software development mastery. So there you go. Two things. <laughs> well, thank you, Dorel, for offering your unique perspective and for being a part of this community. Thanks a lot for having me. It was awesome. And I was freaking out before, but <laughs> I hope it, it turns out well. <laughs> this episode is hosted by me, Covington Doan, and edited by William Flato. And a special thanks to the Ship It Group for their support. This entire podcast was created and shipped in a Ship It Group sprint. It is just one of the amazing projects that the Ship It Group has shipped. If you're looking to ship something, give the Ship It Group a try. It's free and it's awesome. Check it out at shipitgroup.com. That's shipitgroup.com.